I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Guys and girls, before we start real quick, if you could like, share, and rate the show on Apple or Spotify, Joey and I would appreciate it. Also, this coming Tuesday, January 17th at 8 p.m., I will be headlining a show at Dean's Downtown in Houston, Texas. That's right. 8 to 9 p.m. is the show. I'm one of the four headliners. Get out there on January 17th to support me. Come say hi. Make some friends. And don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Enjoy the show. The lease is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. The lease with the assist. Welcome back to season three, episode one of the Houston Dynapod podcast. I can't believe it's been this is yeah season three. I've been good luck with the team, Joey. We've been good luck because since you've come on board, we've seen some massive spending. Since I started this, we went from a last place team in 14th to 13th. It's been six points. So it's an improvement, right? How many many points are we from the playoffs? God, I don't know. So if we do, if I'm a a six-point bump per year, if if we are a six-point bump, in like four years, we're going to be kicking ass, taking names. Give it about seven years to be supporter shield winners. We're going to do the the triple, CONCACAF, Open Cup. Uh, we were 11 the, off playoffs last year. So in, in two years, we'll be in. In four years, we'll be dominating. We're going to win everything. Oh, man. But it's here, yo. You were like, hey, when when do we officially start season three? It's fucking now, today. How's it feel? Yep. It feels great. Camps are starting. Getting news every day. It's awesome. This this uh this group seems to be a lot more open. Like the shit Asher Mendelssohn said today after the Lundquist trade, which is last on the list to talk about. Uh I've never seen something like that before. Where he explained why he went to Austin. I've never seen a technical director reach out and do that. Yeah. He's been very open. He's answering all sorts of questions. Yeah, he's he's definitely growing growing his following on Twitter. But uh so yeah, dude, there's been a shitload of news since we last talked. So I spoke with you before I got on a plane, right? Before vacation? Yeah. All right. So Joey, I'm gonna give you some sage advice as the older statesman in this relationship. Don't ever take mushrooms and then get in an Uber. Don't do it. You know why? Why's that? Because I did it. And it was not a pleasant experience. We brought them. Yeah, we brought them. And we wrapped them like Christmas presents. And I put them in the the check bag. And I put that shit in her name. Just in case. 
we get there and I was like, hey, do you want to eat a block? And a block was very small. I didn't realize how small it was. And she goes, sure. So then I looked at it. I said, man, here, just eat half. So she ate three blocks and I ate three blocks. And we get in the Uber, which was like, it was there like 10 minutes later. Man, I started feeling nauseous about five minutes into the ride. My stomach started doing like little somersaults. Joe, have you ever done shrooms? No. So if you eat a whole bunch, they can make you nauseous. All right. If I feel my stomach doing this, I'm thinking, man, my stomach only hurts like this if I eat a lot or if I take too much of something, too much alcohol, anything, food, alcohol, whatever. So I'm, like, I, I'm looking out the window and all of a sudden I'm like, man, it looks like the shit's moving while it's moving. Like what's happening? And our driver was terrible. He was an awful driver. He was all over the fucking place and he was going, he felt like he was going 130 miles an hour. But I, I, I tapped her and I said, hey, are you feeling it? And she fucking looks at me like the kid in the back seat from Super Troopers. Like her eyes look like marbles. <laughs> her eyes look like marbles. And she goes, she's like, yeah. She goes, yeah. And I said, oh my God. I said, this is a horrible, horrible decision. We got to the room like, yo, we didn't, we've never taken these chocolates from this. There's a lady that bakes them out here. That's, my girlfriend has that level of hookup. We never eaten them, but we know now fucking one or two is plenty. And don't ever do shrooms and get in an Uber. Did the driver know something was up? Fuck no, dude. He was jamming out. <laughs> yeah, he was jamming out to like, look, I heard Akon in his car. I heard DMX. I heard Seal. It was like the 1990s hit list from the junior high dance. Hell yeah. No, we got, when I got up, to, we got in the hotel and I went upstairs to the rooftop to get a bar, uh, to, at the bar to get a beer. And man, the fucking waitress's makeup was moving. It was, she like stayed in the room. It was a fucking fun ass time. It was a great vacation, man. It was. Oh yeah, it was wonderful. What did you do after the new year? How'd you bring it in? I just spent time with family. Nothing crazy. Joe, you are the yin to my yang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in a, my family, we like to just keep things quiet. Well, I mean, it's not like we take shrooms at the dinner table. You know, like that'd be terrible. It'd be horrible. I wouldn't put it past you. No, I definitely would not. <laughs> I mean, I've taken them and like like a little bit, and then later on, like I had to deal with a child. Like one of the kids woke up. It was it wasn't like bad, but it was just man. It's like I can't deal with you right now. Why are you yelling at me to the kid? But I right, was yelling about fucking wanted popsicles. It was like <laughs> midnight, man. My kids were all in bed. Like they went to bed early and they were, it was a long ass day. It was Christmas day and she was over here and she had like a little tiny bit. I'm talking a small amount. So I put it in some coffee. Like I, I, I we made coffee and I, I put each one in there. You know, it, it was like, it was way stronger than I thought it was going to be. And then one of the, like midnight, we're just hanging out all of a sudden, popsicle, I want popsicle down. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Why do you want a popsicle right now? It's midnight. I gave him a popsicle, man. I didn't know what to do. He was intimidating. Dude, I want a popsicle right now. Dude, I want I want this coffee to kick in right now. So, uh, last time we spoke, our tour was official and Franco was still a rumor, wasn't he? Franco was like all but done. So should we talk about him? Because I got him first. I gotta send you these topics. Let's do yeah, it. We can still talk. It uh, is official now. We have some more details. Yeah, now that it's official, it's it's a lot it's a lot more meaningful. So, Joey, what were your thoughts on it? Like, we know the rumors came out and all that stuff, but what were your, what are your thoughts on Franco? 
I was really excited. You know, young player. He had a. He was really tattered when he was young. PSG were calling. Played with Sebas, creative winger. It's like, like perfect. Yeah, I think his. Uh, he just. I seem. I feel like he's gonna make Sebastian happy. Like Ferreira's gonna be, so much happier now that he has somebody that he knows he's played with and he trusts. Oh, hundred percent. He also has a guy who, except for that one year, he's totally fine not scoring. He's fine creating, which is something that Fafa Pico was not okay with. I always thought Fafa was looking to score. What about you? Oh, definitely. And he's not, Fafa was never, I don't know. I don't know what he is. He's an attacking inverted. I don't know what he is. But he really knew what his intentions were. I remember that. I don't remember what game it was. He had like wide open, wide open pass right in the middle to Sebas, and he takes the garbage ass shot from the awful angle, and Sebas was all pissed off at him. Like that's all you need to know about Fafa. Well, that and they, they fought over. I think he fought over two penalties. Yeah, during his span in Houston, he wants to score. He likes the limelight, man. Likes the highlights. But Franco doesn't seem to be that guy. He seems like a uh, he's going to score goals because he's done it plenty. But he's definitely a creator first, which I, I love. Because, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't on the list, but I think Corey fucking Baird is going to have a remarkable season. I think with... Because, look, Baird is so plain. However, he's had very good seasons. We've also seen flashes of what he can do when the team around him plays the way that is beneficial to him, where he's not relied upon to be like the sole creator at the end. Cause that's really what he was. He scored some goals, but shit, man, he's the right footed winger on the right side. He's a cre- He's there to service. Yeah. But I, th- I think Baird is going to have a fucking massive season. Not like not massive by, you know, Haney Mukhtar, but I think Corey Baird this season gets close to 10 fucking goals. I could say, I could say, I could see him getting 10 combined goals and assists easily. Oh, so you're saying five and five or, or 10 yeah, total? Or, or six and four, you know, something in that ballpark. I could see him doing like 10 is the lofty number. I think seven, eight, nine goals wise. That'd be great. Because you look, talking about the depth on the team, behind him is Quinones. And when Quinones is in, we have to play different. He'd bring that uh that right back up more. But I don't think I don't think Kenyonis is anywhere near steering Corey's job yet. Which it's I didn't want to have to say it's Corey Baird's job at the beginning of this year, but something about the way he finished and how long his fitness took to come back after his injury, which may or may not have been an ACL. I just think he's really poised to have a good year. I'm gonna agree with that. I I think Bert Baird is gonna come up big and all the doubters are gonna be proven wrong. Speaking of doubters, they were they were love you memo when he left. You're the best memo. We'll miss you. That pisses me off. Did you see notice that when memo left? Yeah, yeah. We didn't get that same energy a few months ago. A lot of people were turning on him. Hell no. I know. I was I was okay with bringing him back. What about some guy? Yeah. Uh, some guy from L.A. messaged me and was like, "What what can you tell me about memo?" And I was like, "You got you got an average MLS player." who has had a good season, but if the system's right and you highlight his strengths, 
he could be above average. He's he's not he's an MLS player or a USL All Star. It's one or the other. But he and Junk was still up in the air, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think Junk was probably going to come back after today. I mean, so he's got no other choice. Stay here and train with the team. See what happens. Yeah. But with Memo, I mean, that was our one academy kid. That was the only guy that we could say he's one of our own. And, God, we were shit to him. The fans treated him fucking horribly towards the end. They were. And I think that's on Naga, too. Playing him out of position. Yeah, you look at... And you know what? Tab Ramos did it, too. We played him out there at the wing. It's like, he's, it's not his position, man. Uh, Tab was weird with him, because Tab played him strictly in midfield in 2020, and he was phenomenal. I think that was Memo's best season. Was that the one where he like led the team in assists or something? With seven or I whatever? Think, did he lead the team in assists? I don't remember. Yeah, there was, it was one the, year. It was the first year with, with DQ. So three years ago, let's see. It was goals. He had seven. 2019, he had seven goals. 2019, he was good in 2019 too as well, yeah. Yeah. In 2020, he had that, we had that midfield with him, Vera, and Corona. I thought Memo was phenomenal. Oh, Corona was so bad. He ne- And what's crazy is he's not a bad player. He just looked horrible here. Uh, I just don't think he was that great of a player. I mean, he played on the men's team. He played in Mexico. Like, he's, for what we had here at the time, he should have looked good. He, he, he really stumbled in L.A. before he came here, though. He would go uh, AWOL for a lot of matches. He'd just be missing in oh, action. Yeah. So he's out. Veda's gone. Are you sad? Am I sad? I don't know if I'm sad. I like Vera, but he's definitely not someone that's irreplaceable. I'm definitely one of the bigger Vera supporters out there, but I'm not too upset. I mean, I was okay even after the Austin Jersey incident. I was okay bringing him back because he's... If you said, hey, who's your backup six? Matias Vera. Oh, shit. He could start on some teams. He could. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so he's out. Man, we have fucking turned shop this season. We have got out with the old and in with all this new stuff. All these new toys for fucking Ben Olsen to play with. Yeah. I was looking at a lineup from that, from two seasons ago. It was the, when we beat Austin 3 nothing in September 2021. The only player still on the roster from that game is Michael Nelson Dorsey. Teenage. One of which will still play this season. That's two years ago. You guys know that this is another case of Ted Siegel and Pat Onstead. They just did exactly what we've been asking. We've been saying for a year and a half, clean this motherfucker out. And this was the first window they could really do it. How many do we have go? 11? Yeah, it's like 11 or 12. I saw it was was 49% of all minutes played last season is gone. So that's half the team, dude. Exactly. They've done again exactly what we as the fans have asked while also getting the Fubo money, upgrading your seats. I'm looking forward to not sweating. I, I wonder if it's going to be, it's got to be cooler. Oh, definitely. They've upgraded the stadium. He's done everything that we've asked. What do you think? What place do you think silences some of these people? What do I think silences them? What place? Like, where, where do we got to go on the table to, for them to actually be like, oh shit, you are doing what 
we've asked. They're never going to be quiet. I think it's just make playoffs. I mean, I don't, I don't see how we could have much higher expectations with how much turnover it is. No team that turns over that much goes on to be successful in their first year. It usually takes a while. Especially looking at our schedule, too. We have a lot of road games early on. I think it's going to take a while to us to really click. But I think playoffs has to be the goal at this point. We've turned over so much. This is this is Pat's team now. Yeah, this is this is yeah. Well, I mean, not all the way. You said forty nine percent of the minutes, but Ferreira was here from Pat. Uh, who else? Who else? Herrera. Herrera. Coco. Coco was Jordan. Coco came after. Uh, yeah, Coco was Jordan. That's a good final. That was match the last Jordan signing. I think Jordan's last two signings were phenomenal. Dude, he found some good guys. And you think about how many people come through MLS that we could say, yeah, that guy was quality and went to Europe. He got one in Albert Elise. Yeah. He got one in seven years. It's not, it's not terrible. It, it's not bad. If, if Jordan could have uh, managed salary cap a lot better, he could have been a fine GM. But you know, he put us in cap hell with all these terrible contracts, lots of flops. But he found some gems. You can't. You can't Telling me Matt Jordan didn't find some gems at least with Kyoto, with Minotas, with Alex Lima. Yeah, the uh, even oh, Coco and Teenage. Yeah, you know, they used to say a broken clock is right twice a day, but the Matt Jordan era didn't leave us with nothing. It did get us an open cup, but now it's that shit's over. This is it's got Pat's fingerprints all over it, man. I hope I hope they're successful, but I agree with you. It's going to take them. A while to gel. Somebody asked on Twitter. They said, uh, "What's the what's the over under, or what? How long will it take to gel? Over under five games. Over, over. Oh, definitely over. You look at how long it took Baird to integrate into the club and look like he was worth a shit. It took him a season. Herrera never did it. Coco took him a year. I mean, it's going to take a minute. The good thing is they're all coming from different areas and." Hopefully they've bought into this vision that Pat and Ted are pitching where we are going to rebuild this sleeping giant into an actual soccer powerhouse and not the downtrodden shithole it's been for the last, I don't know, 12 years. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule too. We have we have a rough start to the season. Dude. I, and I that scares me because I know we're going to, I know we're, we're going to, we're probably going to get killed by Cincy. I really, I think Cincy is a contender. And then, you know, another rough road game against New England. In New England, I don't see them being crazy good, but they'll be around the playoff spots. Then Austin and New York. Like, that's a rough first four games. Uh, you know, we, no, wait, nope. Go ahead. If we don't pick up any, don't pick up points, people are going to start flipping out. I mean, I know I'm going to be patient with it. I know it's a new team, new coach, some tough games, but people are going to flip out if we if we lose, like, three of those games, which we very well might. People are already saying this is just more of the same. This is not. This is a lot of fucking turnover. This is a lot of investment. And not only that, how much money does Onstad now have on hand? GAM, just oh, just uh, glean from these trades. Ton. Almost two, shit ton. Is it almost two million for this season? Million and a half. It's, it's a lot, and a lot, and a lot of it's for next season too. Like a lot of those trades yeah. in the draft was some this year, then some next year. Same with this Lundy deal, I believe it was some this year, then some next year. Yeah, every everything we've made has been over two seasons, and that's like a million and a half extra this and next year. That's just I'm just counting this season. Yeah, I mean that puts us in a position too, where next year we're gonna have all this jam coming in, and we could buy down teenage, we could buy down Coco, we could open up that third DP slot and really make a run for it. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be crucial because that's going to be you're in the twilight of Herrera's career. I figure we yeah. get two or three good years from him, and then that's via con Dios. And then who knows when Sebos is gone too? We probably only have him for a few seasons too before Europe comes calling. And there is there's I mean who's in the pipeline? Dinados wise, it's striker. I don't strike. I mean Avila. Yeah. We saw him as a winger, but yo, you know who we didn't talk about was Marcelo Palomino's gone. Where the hell did he go? I can't even say the name he right. He went to Sweden. Sweden? He yeah, went to Sweden? The Sweden, Swedish second division. This motherfucker has his sights set on Europe regardless. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna try to find a way to watch him play at least a few times. It's probably going to be very hard to figure that one out, but I'd love to watch him play. VIPRow.net or get NordVPN and then trick your internet into thinking you're in Sweden. Yeah. There's got to be some streams somewhere. Yeah. VIPRow.net. VIPRow.net. Yeah, this uh, Palomino. And you know what's crazy is his market value has increased year over year. It's it's tripled since we signed him. That's fucking crazy. But he's definitely, he tried leaving before to go to uh, Europe and he, he came back, back to Houston. Yeah, he, I just don't think he's cut out for MLS. I don't think he was ever going to make it. If he was going to break out, he would have already. He's 21. Yeah, I mean, he was 19 when he first got here, and I was thinking, let's let's see him. Let's take a look at him. We never saw him. He never saw him. Three seasons, nothing. Yeah. It says something, because we're bad. He made three. He made five appearances in three years with the first team. I don't think any of them were starts. Michael Nelson had more appearances. It was three subs in, in MLS in 2020, and then two sub appearances in the 2022 Open Cup. That is it. Yeah, he looked like garbage when he played, too. He did, yeah. So, hey, on the left wing, who do you think wins that, Franco or Achara? Oh, Franco. You got to, right? Like, it's, yeah. He's if, his, if, yeah. If, he's a, if he can't beat out Achara for that spot, then we need to just cancel the loan. You know what's nice is this is the first season in a while we've actually had a backup left winger. Who was the backup last year? Thor. The striker. Yeah. Thor and, I guess, Baird? We now have... A backup and starting left wing, a backup and starting striker, and a backup and starting right wing, and we know who the fuck they are. Yeah. We're not more to come. Supposedly. It's got to be, there's got to be a big name coming, man. He's got a shitload of money. Yeah, there's, there, there has been rumblings we've been hearing uh, that we're in talks for an attacker. Who that is, I have no idea. What position it is. Where? If I had to guess, it's going to be a winger. It's got to be a right winger. Then, yeah. then you probably look to sell Baird. I don't think Baird has any value. He's in a contract year. Oh, is he? Well, then you look to yeah. get rid of him next year. You just hold on to him and then get rid of him next year. I, I mean, I think the move with Baird is see how he plays and then try to get him on the on cheaper contract next year if he performs. But If he wants to stay. Yeah. You know, Memo Rodriguez fell ass backwards up. He fell up ass backwards. He got promoted. He went to LA Galaxy. What? Yeah, he'll play too. Like, I, I, I think that people are really disrespecting him because I, people are saying, why did he go there? He's going to ride the bench. They, they have a stacked team. He's never going to play. And I really disagree with that. Yeah. 
what, what happened? They had Sasha Kleschen and Victor Vasquez both depart this offseason. He'll take their minutes. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see. Because, you know, LA Galaxy, they, they have a, a good team. They do. They're midfield three. The oh, what is Brugman, this? Delgado, Puig. Or how do we say Puig? How do we say his name? Puig. Yeah. The guy from the Dodgers. Memo, Memo will get in that will get in that midfield, probably not as a regular starter, but he'll come off the bench. He'll spot minutes. Yeah. Alright, so we got next guy. I was excited as shit about this, Sonny. Brad Smith. Boring ass name. <laughs> like when I started reading up about it, like I looked at his picture and I was like, the fuck is this? Why does this guy look so angry? And then I started reading up. I said, Man, this this guy's got like real experience. This guy's played with the best players in the world and has been coached by the best in the world. I was very happy. And then, of course, you learn that his ACL's torn, which I think I think sucks because Baird may have had an ACL tear, and he tore his in July. I mean, he didn't show up back into fitness until about September of the following season. Yeah. So has Smith been training? Um, Don't believe so, no. It's, I believe he's going to miss almost half the season. You know, and that, that that doesn't make any sense to me now, trading Lundquist. Knowing that Brad Smith is not actually healthy. So that's what got me that's what's got me thinking that Junko might be coming back. Dude, he's Is that the guy you really want starting at left back? Sam Junko? It, it depends on the shape. Because I think if we go to uh to the to the the Olsen's five back system that he's used in DC. If you want to put Junko at left wing back, he's pretty good going forward. I think I could live with that. He is. And you got Dorsey on the right, I think. Very unexperienced fullbacks, but I think it will work because our center backs, I think, are quite strong if we do that shape. So do you think that Escobar was not signed to play right back? You think he was signed, signed to play center back? Because I think he was signed to play right back. It's, I mean... Uh, I really don't know, because if we play, if we do play five back, I don't see him playing as a right wing back. He's not the best going forward. Escobar, no, he's not. He's not Dorsey. Dorsey is all going forward. Yeah, well, if we're playing a four back, Escobar probably definitely starts that right back spot. Yeah, but it gives you a nice attacking option off the bench. Yeah, it it, it really makes me think we might be doing the five back too, because because Lundy is not very great. For a five back, because Lundy's more of that possession fullback. He's not get to the byline, whip it in kind of guy. No, he's not. Well, Brad Smith is. So that got me maybe thinking that's the reasoning. And then we could implement Isaiah LaFleur, who is more of that kind of guy as well as a left wing back. And it'll be easier to transition him from MLS Next Pro to, to the big leagues, having a little less defensive responsibility. I wouldn't be surprised if we bring in a left back or that we announce that Junk was been re-signed because yeah, now, we, now there's there's nobody really there. Yeah, we definitely could be bringing in someone. We have a lot of roster spots to fill. I think, what, seven or eight still to fill? But we certainly have the ability, like you said, I never thought about that, to go three at the back and then use wingbacks in the attack. We 100% have that ability. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's something that Olsen's done before, too. Like a 3-4-3 or a 5-2-3. is out. You don't have, well, you got Thor. You know, we got a lot of options considering we have a little you bit of depth. You play Franco at striker, too. Oh, that'd be delicious. Yeah, Franco and Sebas up front. You got your three mids. I mean, I don't think the midfield's even debatable at this point. Arthur, Coco, Herrera. That's, that's going to be the midfield. That's a good fucking midfield. I'm a, like, our our midfield is 100%, I think, our our strongest point. Yeah, and you got our center backs. We have Escobar, we have Bartlow, Starez, and Teenage. And Mikhail. I think that could work. Yeah, and Mikhail too. I think if we do go for that back three with the wing backs, I think we probably have to bring in another center back. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think there's anybody that because that we have five right now on the roster. Yeah. Uh yeah, we could we could run the back five at the back, three at the back. We have a lot of options because Olsen's used both. What was he if he said a four four two guy? Or four three three and a three He was he was four four two for a while. And most of his early years with 442, that's when 442 was very prevalent in MLS. And then he switched more to a 4231 with uh, Lucho Acosta and Rooney. And then he did that five back for those last few seasons. That'll be interesting. Some of this five back football isn't, it's not very progressive, though. Some of it's boring as fuck to watch. I think it could be dangerous on the counter, though. It can be, but shit. That's not what people have been asking for. That is not one thing. People here, they want free-flowing attacking football a la Man City, Liverpool. They don't want and the counter stuff. This, that's never going to happen, I don't think. I don't think you can do it because of the weather. And Naga tried it, and it blew up in his face. And Tab tried it too. Look at yeah. me. Shit, he got two seasons. Look what Wilmer did. Wilmer embraced the transition play. And those are two most successful seasons in Shit, but look at the, the attackers. Almost decades, so. The attacking options there were fruitful. Yeah, midfield too. Fuck. I still think Alex Lima is the most underrated player in our team's history. Tomas Martinez, best designated player ever signed. Tomas no. Martinez. I liked no, him. No. You know what? In FIFA, he was rated quite high, and he was a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, I wish he was uh, rated quite high in real life because he kind of sucked. Yeah, he wasn't. But you know what? He he looked he looked like he could be good. He looked he was like, oh, he's got a nice face. Like, the fact we got rid of Alex Lima for him, oh my god, that made me really upset. So, uh, getting rid of Lundqvist and bringing in Smith, is that is that an upgrade to you? It, de- it depends on how we're going to play. Overall, because we can play one of two ways either way, you know what I'm saying? We can hypothetical yeah. all day. I mean, Smith definitely has a more winning pedigree, so I guess it's an upgrade, but... It, it we don't know how he's gonna come off the fucking ACL slowly, there, so. slowly. Yeah, but uh, that's the big question mark. That's the big thing too. Yeah, you're right. A lot of the athletes now they come back and they're fine. But back in the '90s, before before they had the surgery, uh, when they first started doing ACL replacements with cadaver ligaments, man, your season was over. Your career was over. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Now you can just tear them over and over and over, and it's like shit. I got a new one now. Yeah, look at Jordan Morris. Dude's had dude tore his ACL twice, and he's still playing in World Cups. I know, 
and he looked better than Gio Reyna. <laughs> saying that to piss people off. Man, that shit's fucking nuts. That's not even on our topics list, but how? what an embarrassment we are internationally when it comes to soccer. And that's saying a lot considering the FIFA president took bribes and Qatar fucking still stoned women. So, so here's my thing. I, I think the big issue is that it became so public because I could guarantee you that childish nonsense happens in many national teams. It's just kept under the rug. This is America. We want to know. I mean, look at look at look at look at France. I mean, they had something come out back what 2018 with Benzema in Valbuena. That nonsense, dude. All like, I know, stupid shit happens. I'm glad I'm a man. I'm gonna tell you why. I don't think any dude would have done. At least not. I wouldn't have. What fucking uh? What's her name? What's the wife's name of Claudia Reyna? Rosalind is Berhalter's. Whatever her name is. Yeah, that is some awful, spiteful, hurtful, mean shit. Like, it's so fucking mean. I'm so glad that, like, as a man, most of the time, we can disagree, punch each other, and then we fucking, we're friends again. Yeah. Dude, women, when we get a fucking woman president, oh, it's going down. It's just going to get real and fucking sneaky. Our CIA is going to be the shit. (laughs) Be going through phones left and right. Speaking of going through phones, yeah, I I went through my son's phone on Friday night. He's thirteen, and uh, I got to tell you, my son is—he's quite a little playboy. Apparently, he's got a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. He's got a girlfriend at my house and at and at school. He's got two. He's got two. Double dipping. I had to tell him. I had to warn him. I said, "Listen." We sat down and we had a long talk, and he thought he was in big trouble because I said, "Hey, come in here, sit down. We need to talk." And he gives me that face like, "Oh fuck, what did I do?" I told him, I was like, I went through your phone and his face dropped. I told him, dude, you're not in trouble. I was like, I gotta, I gotta have a man talk with you. So we gotta do this man thing. I've talked to him about sex before. We've talked about that, but we had a really, really solid discussion the other night and it ended with this, focus on you. Do not focus on girls and fun because you'll waste your potential. And then I was like, man, I'm gonna tell you what, some of these people you're gonna meet, they're awful. They're absolutely horrible. So focus on you, man. Don't be in a rush. But dude, they're talking about giving head. They're talking about <laughs> who's screwing who. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I went to him. I said, yeah, what's the, what's the furthest you got? He goes, sir? I said, what's the furthest you got? So like, you're talking about sucking dick and sleeping with people. How far did you get? He goes, held hands. I was like, <laughs> I was like no way. No fucking way. I was like, don't do it. Don't it's be, all don't, talk. Don't be starting early, man. Get hooked on that poo nanny. At least wait till high school. That's what I said. I was like, man, wait. You want a girlfriend? Wait till you're like 16. And then just get a good one. Not these. Don't date these girls that are talking about giving head with their teeth. Those are not the girls you want to date. I mean. Oh, no. I mean, I say that, but some of the phone conversations we have, me and my girlfriend are pretty racy. But we're also older. Yeah. I mean, it is different when you're, when you're older, when you're 13. Yeah. <laughs> And my father was like, how dare you go through his phone? And I was like, bitch, you threw coffee mugs at me. You would have went through my phone. Like growing up. There's nothing wrong with going to your kid's phone. It's parenting. Hell yeah. Growing up, man, like we didn't have phones. So under the bed was where we hid shit. Like my brother hid all his pornography under his bed. My father found a fucking treasure trove of porn under his bed. Like he was ordering them to the house. That's how ballsy he was. He would order porn. To the house, DVDs and magazines, addressed to him, and then like 
Make sure he was there and got it when it arrived. A little fucking weirdo. <laughs> and he tried to uh, he tried to narc on me once. Like he was mad at me and he knew where I was hiding the beer. And he brought my dad to it and he goes, look, it's right there. And when he opened it up, there was nothing there. He looked like he was fucking crazy. Damn. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like something you see in like a sitcom. It's a dick move though. I was like, man, why are you trying to get me in trouble? You get me in real trouble for that shit. <laughs> he must have been really mad at me. But yeah, he was like, it's there. I swear it was there. I saw it. It was beer. There was vodka. There was all sorts of stuff. And they're like, stop trying to get your brother in trouble. He does that enough on his own. But, all right. Let's 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 talk about the big one. You got anything left on Franco Smith or Escobar, Joey? No, no. I think we covered it all. All right. Except for the big one. The one that broke today. The one that made no sense. Joey, why don't you go first? Start on this one, because you said you were very upset. And you had a lot to say about Lundquist's departure. So I'm going to give you the floor, man. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm really upset. Lundy was one of my guys. I defend that guy all the time. I think it, it it's sad because in the last five years, he's the only player that has consistently shown passion for the club and has busted his ass for us and put in good performances. And now that we're finally turning it around, he's shown the door. And... That hurts a bit, especially to a rival, too. Now, I'm not upset with Lundy because he went to Austin because he doesn't have a say in that. But it hurts, man. I have a, I have a Lundqvist jersey. I wore it to the gym like two days ago. Dude, are you crying? <laughs> are you crying? No, if, if it was teenage, I would. Uh, I'll cry when Harry Kane leaves. I probably, I might, actually. <laughs> fucking might but dude i was with you i was like this doesn't make any sense he is this is a guy who i was there when he dislocated his knee he dislocated his kneecap and he still came back a month later and played the last two matches of the season this is a guy that's put it i'll tell you what austin's getting a good guy i fucking hate austin i can't stand him i wish they were never founded i wish we gave it back to the comanches but they're getting a good guy who, like you, man, at first I was just like, what what the fuck? And you know, the more we talk now, the less it makes sense to me again because Smith is still hurt. Junko hasn't re-signed. What are we doing? Are we going three at the back and that's why Lundy's gone? It's got to be the reason, man. There there's has to be some sort of plan involved. That's why I'm not angry over the mood. Because like I told you, I said I'm not, a, I'm not angry. I'm just upset. Because I, there has to be a plan. I'm not like pissed off that Pat would trade him. Because there has to be a reason for him. We got a really good offer for him. Like, that's what Asher was saying. They they looked around and no one came close to Austin's offer. Yeah, the way it read to me was that Adam understood he had to go because the money was so high. Not that Adam wanted to go. That's the way his tweet read to me. Because people were saying Adam was unhappy and requested a trade. I think Adam, I mean, I'm, I don't fucking know. But if I'm Adam Lundquist and I'm from Sweden, I probably want to go back home. I've done what I need to do here. I want to go yeah. back over there and play. But at the end of the day, Adam Lundquist, regardless of Brad Smith, like, actually, no, not regardless. With Brad Smith, he is expendable. It doesn't make any sense to do it now. But essentially, we got $500,000 in GAM for who is either a backup or an obsolete piece, depending on the formation we run. Yeah. And, 
it's a good move. And that makes me feel fine. But man, I'm not happy. This is a guy that I thought was a critical piece. He was, what was he, our second or third highest rated player last year? Yeah. And he's. I thought he was our best player last year. And he's gotten better every year. He's improved. And now he's hitting his, the tail end of his peak for his, his position. What is he, 29? Yeah, 28, 29. He's the same age as Smith. Smith. I mean, obviously Smith's better. Smith, I think he has 10 appearances for Liverpool, 10 for Burnmouth. Or maybe Smith just got the chance and Adam is as good, but we, we'll never know because he's going to fucking Austin. If I'm in Austin. I said this in, in, in Chata and I got a lot of shit for it, but I'm going to say it again. I think Austin's probably my favorite to win the cup though, as much as that hurts. I don't know. I think LAFC are still the guys to beat. This LAFC have a lot of holes. They have a lot of work to do. They got a shitload of money. They got. They do. They do. And will it all come together in one season, winning a title? I don't know. We'll we'll find out and see how they spend that money. But the thing with Austin is Austin had a damn good team last year. Made a conference final. Barely got. Barely didn't get over that hurdle. And now their two worst positions, left back and striker, they go replace them with. MLS veterans who are proven guys in this league. I think they have to be the favorites right now. See, I still think in the East, I still think Philadelphia's far and away the best team. Oh, in the I think right now that Philadelphia are the team that I would pick to win the supporter shield and the and the cup. I you know with Austin you're gonna have to see because they have lost some parts. They have lost some pieces. Uh, they lost that center back. That's the big thing. Gabrielson. Yeah, and they're, they're, I mean, they're excited about Lundqvist, which that's, you should be, but he's not going to be that flashy go-forward left back. He's going to go as far as the top of the 18-yard box, and he's not going any further. Yeah. He's damn good in possession. He'll keep a tick, and he's always an outlet. And he's good for a red card a year. Yeah. He's good for yeah, a I really think, good I, tackle. I think Austin has to be in the favorites. My favorites right now, I think it has to be between Austin LAFC, Philly, Cincy, and Toronto. I think those got to be the favorites. I think SKC and Seattle are always in the conversation too, but we're nowhere near that, unfortunately. No. We are, we're hoping that we get into the playoffs, which I think is totally possible. And today was doubly sad for me, actually. Lundquist was traded and someone retired, Joey. Gareth Bale, man. Gareth Bale retired. He said LAFC, and I was like, oh, man. The Welshman. He's gone. I knew it was coming, man. But you know what? He went out a ch- MLS champion, and he played in the World Cup. And he oh, made yeah. six hundred. How much did he make a week in fucking Madrid? Six hundred thousand pounds a week. Something wild like that. He's gonna live very. Everybody with the last name Bale is gonna live very comfortably for the rest of their lives. So it's amazing playing a sport. You make that much money. Yep. Like generational changing money. But so we got a shitload of GAM. We still got holes. Where's our holes at? Obviously, left back. We've discussed right left back. back. Still, right back still up in the air. I think. I think a backup. Uh, a backup six might be needed still. You don't we'll trust. See what, or backup eight because it will. It could make Reigns the backup six, or Reigns could be HH's backup. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But one more midfielder is definitely needed, I think, right winger. Yeah, I'm, I'm still the train of thought that uh, a 10 off the bench is needed. Someone to play higher up the pitch when Coco or HH come off. 
See, so that's what that's why we should have kept Memo. Yeah, but he's not really a ten. He's I mean, not, but he he's could, a depth piece. He, he could he could do that. I mean, we're not going to find a really high quality ten off to come off the bench. It's not going to happen. No, not in his prime. You're going to get an yeah. old guy like DQ or a young guy that's yeah, figuring I, shit out. I think out. Victor Vasquez could have been a really good option, but he went off to Toronto. Another reason why I think Toronto's a contender. They got him backing up now. He's great. Josie Altidore is still playing. Yeah. He just signed a contract with New England. Yeah, he was there last year, too. The ageless one. Dude, he's... He sucked. <laughs> Bruce Arena likes him. Bruce is, uh, keeps his boys around. Yeah, he was terrible last year. Then he had that awful load in Mexico, too. Yeah, I'm, uh... I forget what I was going to say. The fuck are we talking about? I just got a text message asking me for a reference for a job. What were you talking about? Uh, the holes in the roster. Oh. Oh, no, Altidore. We're talking about Altidore and Arena. Sorry, there was a thought I had after that. Uh, speaking of Bruce Arena, dude, how long was he men's team coach? Three cycles? A long time. He was the most recent one that he had, yeah, I think two cycles previously. Yeah, now uh, I was doing some research after uh, the Burhalter shit. You know, Greg Burhalter ranks third in result percentage of all U.S. men's teams coaches, and the only two above him only manage two matches. He's got a higher fucking percentage in Bruce Arena. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm still, well, I don't know with Greg. I think maybe this whole situation kind of screws him. Oh yeah, you know I wouldn't be a hundred percent against uh, bringing him back, but you can't do it now. You really can't. You can't because Gio Reyna won't get a fair shake because his parents are fucking dickheads. Yeah, and do you, granted, who do, who do you want to be the coach? Who do I want to be the coach? The one that already said he's not coming, Zinedine Zidane. I'd like to see him win without the best players at his disposal. I want I want Jim Curtin. I'm all in on him. He was rumored. I saw that. There was a, a thing about They asked how, him about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh that's a good one. But man, he's also done what he's done over ten years. I remember I posted Jim Curtin's stats and everybody thought I was posting fucking Ben Olson's. They're the same. Before this yeah. year. They're the same before this year. He's done that over ten years, man. I don't I don't know. You know who it would have to be? I'll be hundred percent honest, it's Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. I said Jesse. Jesse Marsh. The thing with Jesse Marsh is his style is so chaotic. I don't know how that will play out in a tournament setting. A lot of time in tournament settings, you got to grind out some results, and Jesse Marsh could just not do that. Like Greg Berhalter grinded out that result against the three Lions. Yeah. It's the most boring fucking game I watched the whole tournament. I I really want Jim Curran. Everyone. I saw a tweet that really made me laugh. I don't. It was by one of those people. I was. It might have been tactical manager, one of those guys who just completely shit on MLS every chance they get. They were like, so they were all crying out for months. Oh, we should get Zidane. We should get Zidane. We should get Zidane. The report comes out that we asked Zidane. He said no. And then this guy goes, well, they only asked Zidane knowing that he would say no. So then they could go bring back Greg. Like, are these people ever happy? Like, you realize if you knew he was going to say no, you listener or tweeter, what did you think was going to happen when we asked him? Even you fucking knew the answer. Like, I don't know. They asked for him and then they complain when they, when U.S. actually reaches out to him. Like, I don't... People are just never happy in that community. No, man. And it's, 
it sucks because you go in there and you try to talk rational. Like I, I listed Burhalter stats, and they're like, he's fucking sucks. And I'm like, bro, you play like Sunday beer league. Yeah. Like Yeah, I'm, and we need to go for an American coach. Everyone wants a foreign coach? No. Nah, I don't I don't want a foreign coach. You look at the World Cup, seventeen out of the or not seventeen, fifteen out of the sixteen teams in the knockout stages had a coach from their home country. That's how it should be. Yeah, the only ones who didn't were South Korea. They had that Portuguese guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Had had their own nation's coach. You should. That should be a requirement by FIFA. Your coach should also have to be a citizen of your country. I don't want. Z- I don't want Zidane or Pochettino or something. They don't. They're not passionate about the program. They might be good coaches, but without that passion in the World Cup, you're nothing. Watch them announce Tab Ramos. Do it. Announce Tab Ramos. Houston would fucking burn. <laughs> I wouldn't be, so be upset with Tab. Neither would I. I. Really he was a good fucking youth coach, man. He kicked ass. He won shit. Tab's not a horrible coach. I mean, we were talking about this in Enchada the other day. Tab really, really got screwed by Matt Jordan. Really screwed. I mean, look at 2020. He had his, his DPs that season. He had Thomas Martinez, Darwin Quintero, Elise. And then Elise moved off after like three, four games. He was gone. They didn't replace him. And then they replaced him with Ariel Lassiter. That's yeah. That's that's a fucking <laughs> that's a that's a daisy for a daisy right there. And and then Darwin Quintero and Thomas Martinez, they both play the same position. And Tab was pretty adamant on not playing with a ten. He wanted to play a four three three. That was his formation. So they have he has two DPS that play in the same position that are a position that doesn't even fit his shape. And then the other DP leaves. That makes zero sense. But yeah, Matt, that was a dark time for fucking Dynamo fans. Yeah. And then Minotas leaves and his replacement is fucking Maxi Arruti. Like, like what, what more do you want Tab to do? I, I feel for the dude. He, he, it was definitely right to move on from him because he did kind of have a culture of losing after two years. Bro, we've but had a culture I, of losing I, I, here I for a while. For oh, for sure. I guess this was needed. What's happening now? Like, as much as we miss Lundy, he still has that. I don't even know how to say this. As much as he played for the badge, he was still here when shit was gross. Yeah, culture. Astros made a big point of it that all these guys are signing. They're they're winners. Brad Smith has won MLS Cup. Escobar has won MLS Cup twice. I mean, Nagamora was a winner too. Let's be honest. As a player, yeah. Yeah, as a coach. He managed well, the youth coach, teams. He doesn't done shit, but as a player, yeah. No, I don't think you'll see him coach as a head coach again. I don't see it happening. No, definitely not. Arthur, he's also won MLS Cup. Andrew Tarbell's been in an MLS Cup winning team. Steve Clock. Yeah. yeah, we we are bringing in winners. I mean, we had been a mean, winner everywhere he goes. Parker was a winner too. I mean, so was a uh, Valentine. But dude, well, maybe Parker we never just, won MLS Cup. What's the Red Bulls? Didn't they win a supporter shield when he was there? Yeah, he they won a supporter shield that one year. That year when him and Aaron Long were absolutely bossing it. Yeah, he's in LA now. Yeah. They're still That's my favorites. Still my favorites to win. I think they win the West and they lose to Philly. You think, think it's a repeat of the last one? I think it's a repeat. As fucking weird as that could be. I think it's a repeat. I think Philly's just too goddamn good and LAFC have too much money. And all they're all they're taking, all they're replacing is Gareth Bale. And they were good before he got there. They were lights mm-hmm. out good before he got they're there. They're replacing more pieces, though. They still, they're, they gotta, they're probably going to have to replace us Fuentes, too. 
Chiellini's still there? Yeah, he's still there. Jose Cifuentes, there's no way they keep hold of him. He's gone. But he's still there now. Yeah. I mean, he's been linked all, all, all the window to Brighton and I think Watford, all sorts of English teams. He's gone. All LAFC have to do is reach out to one of these aging stars in Europe and be like, yo, you want to come play where it's 70 degrees all the time and people love you and you'll win? You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be but like, the unique thing with, with him is he was on a U22 contract, so it's the Fuentes. Hmm. Yeah, we still got two of those available, don't we? Yeah. And you could, there's 20, plenty of 21-year-olds that can play with the MLS guys. Look at Busio. Bob. Joey, you know what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? We're going to have to say goodbye. I'm going to have to get dressed and drive to the Heights and do this show because this shit starts in 20 minutes, even though I go oh, on about nine. Yeah, but <laughs> no big deal. Anyway, I got to I gotta announce this. Two things, people that are listening. I should have done this at the beginning, but make sure you rate, review, and share the show as well as subscribe or follow. Um, and then those of you that like stand-up comedy, this next Tuesday, January 17th at 8 p.m., I will be a featured comic at Dean's Downtown in Houston, Texas, and I will be competing for real fucking money. So I'm pretty fucking excited. So get your asses out there. Joey, get in the car on the 15th, start driving. Little two-day drive. Man, is it that far? No, it's not. I think it's like 14 hours, 15 hours. And I got some people coming. I'm pretty excited. I brought all my loud friends. I told my loud friends, like, be loud. We will. I'm pretty excited for it. But Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got my face on a flyer. My fat ass face. People were like, which one are you? I'm the black guy. Top left. That's me. That's me. That's Finn. I know. Surprise, motherfuckers. You probably thought I was the red one. No. Me. Top left. Uh, follow Joey. Joey, give them your stuff where they can follow you at. Uh, Joe Chabala 10 on Twitter. That's C-H-A-B-A-L-A. Chabala. Or look for it when I tag him. If you see me, you should be following him too. But uh, that's it, man. I hope we get some uh, some more signings. Yeah, keep them coming. This is, this is really the first time that this team has gone into training camp and we have a pretty good sense of who we are in a while. Oh, yeah, definitely more than last year. Last year, our signings didn't come until after camp. Fucking coach didn't come till January, didn't he? Yeah. And Zeka didn't come until like the week of the season. That was a waste. Herrera wasn't there for the summer. Tiago wasn't, didn't come until like, what, May? Yeah, but Tiago and Zeka were just bleh. Oh yeah, they were horrible. I think the only signings we made by the time camp came around last year was Starez and Sebas. I think you're going to see a different profile here with, because you look at when Naga was here, we signed like Tiago, Zeka, we were signing Brazilian guys, just like Paulo. I think with Olsen, we're going to see a lot more Americans. I really do. Yeah. But, all right, man. That's it. Uh, anything else, Joey? I think we covered everything today. I feel pretty confident about this one. But, yeah. Uh, that's it for me and Joey. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you share, rate, review, subscribe. I'll see you on January 17th. And go Dynamo. Lisa's is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumbo Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist.
shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people. 